You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Ally. They may not be able to help you hit your mile splits, but Ally can help you plan for the future. Explore all the ways you can map out your financial goals with Ally at ally.com. Ally, a proud sponsor of the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon and athletes everywhere. Now, here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. Today on the Running Around Charlotte podcast, we're going to talk with Sophie McDonald, who has a very unusual story. Now, if you're like most people, you start out running, maybe your mom or dad might inspire you to go out do a mile around the block or something like that. Maybe you join Girls on the Run or Let Me Run. Um, Maybe you join a cross-country team when you get to middle school or high school. But Sophie started when she was nine, and she just didn't start with a mile. Um, She's got quite an unusual story, so we're going to unpack that a little bit today. So, Sophie McDonald, welcome to the Running Around Charlotte podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having us on, guys. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. D.C. Lucchese is in the driver's seat as well i prefer to think of it as one of those little sidecar thingies on an old-fashioned motorcycle car. i'll be driving right. the motorcycle exactly yeah, where i would be so. wearing those goggles like they had on uh i don't know one of those cartoons now <laughs> so sophie we're, we're, it, we're, it, this is like reading one of those books that like jumps right in <laughs> and you go from zero to six like, so you, did, you didn't just start running when you were nine with your mom tell us about tell us about what you did when you were nine, when you were running with your mom. Yeah, so I was super fortunate that my mom has run most of my life. Um, and she kind of jumped right in, hit the 5K, 10K, and then was really fascinated with anything over that. So the ultra miles, ultra marathon distances. Um, so for me, we, I started running because it was time to spend with her. She would, Saturday morning, she'd go out for an hour. Then she'd come back, pick up one of my brothers, run with them for an hour, come back, pick another one up. And that was just a normal Saturday for me. Or she'd take us to soccer and she'd run through one person's practice and then run through the next game. So to me, ultras were were pretty normal. So my first ultra was when I was nine. We Well, it probably still happens. There's a 12-hour race in Erie. Um, And on the way up to Erie, my mom said kind of offhand, if you run 27 miles, which is just over a marathon, they'll put you in ultra running magazine. I was in. You tell me I could be in a black and white magazine? Deal. Now, really in my mind, it didn't make any sense to how long that was, but I could do, it was the three mile loop. So I just went until I hit 27. I actually miscalculated. So I think I ended up at 29, which made the story a little bit better. But Sure. <laughs> and then we went back a couple more years in a row, and then from there I did get to start kind of doing 50Ks and some other distances there, too. Oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. On the cover of the Rolling Stone. Exactly. Now, now, <laughs> for, now, real quick, now, what year was that? I'm not trying to give away your age or anything, because let's just cut it real, real. You're, you're dramatically younger than wow. me and Tim. So. <laughs> so <that> was... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm 30, so that was 21 years ago. Okay, so 21 so years been... ago. Yeah. So, and... Uh, and Ultra Running Magazine, I mean, 21 years ago, was even more Cro-Magnon than it is now. So, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it like, was just race results. I know. <laughs> yeah. 
But still, though, you're like, hey, man, I'm nine years old. I'm going to get your picture in a magazine. Yeah. That's Game. spectacular. Like, done. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love it. Do you still have the magazine? You know what? It probably is somewhere at my mom's house, but I have no idea where it is. I still have the medal. Do you? I love it. That is great. That is That's great. Awesome. And and they didn't have a timing system, so they just oh, punched yeah. your bibs when you come through. So oh, I've yeah. got a little bib with 29 little punches in it. No. <laughs> it's like there's That's nothing awesome. left. It's of actually. It. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like lace at this point. So, so when, oh, you, when you're nine years old and you think about just going out and running for 12 hours as far as you can, and you've got this goal in your mind that I want to do nine three-mile laps, what do you, does nutrition, hydration, does any of that enter your processing or are you just like, I'm nine and I'm just going to go <laughs> run today? <laughs> you know, my mom was a big uh, cookie and cake fan when she there ate. There you go. It was very starkly different to what we ate at home. So I think I was fueled on pretty much just Nutter Butters and some lemonade, which, which minus a few things is not it's a little cleaner these days, but I still love the lemonade. So I probably did not eat enough. I don't think I carried a handheld. We had a big Astro van. We just had the uh, back popped and all the food was out and you could just kind of pick as you wanted. That is amazing. So I, I took a break at one point, got back out there. Like I had the, like the old school CD players that I was holding. So I had a little Shania Twain going for a little bit. And quite the experience. <laughs> Oh my That's god! Something. Now, so where were you guys coming? You said you were, you did all this in in Erie, PA, and where did you guys grow up? And was there a running culture there, or were you guys like totally off weirdos? <laughs> exactly. Were you were you totally <laughs> you wacky, kooky, nutty? Oh, that's that running family. Yeah, it's running family for sure. Um, I'm Love from it. Somerset, Pennsylvania, which okay. is um, actually where Flight 93 went down. I think that's the only thing we're known for. Um, the only running community we have, we have this group called the Chicken Town Runners. Oh my gosh. And I'm pretty sure to this day they still meet at the same time and run the same route. And one time a year they go backwards. Oh, um, dang. So <laughs> I, I ran with them a handful of times. My cross country coach uh, was part of the group. But really, if you saw somebody running, you assumed it was me or my mom. And especially because our gates and our look are pretty much similar, minus the Mohawk now. But. So we, were, we were the crazy people. Oh my god, that's spectacular! That is spectacular. Oh my word! So what's you do a couple of these ultras when you're nine, ten, eleven? What what happens next? You you know, obviously middle school, high school, they don't have the ultra marathon team <laughs> sport, right? It's more cross country. Did you get into cross country or did you just kind of do your own thing and stay with the ultras? Yeah, so I, I did run cross country. We didn't have a middle school team at the time, but they hosted like middle school practices in the summer. Mm -hmm. um, so that was cool. I did that for a few years. And then when I got to high school, I ran cross country, which I, I really loved it had the off-road um, part that I enjoyed, but I also enjoyed the team aspect of it. Um, it was it was very humbling, though, coming from kind of the trail flow community. It, it's hard to be the fast kid out on some of those cross-country courses, but um, I had a very good high school career. And then I actually opted not to run track because I didn't want to run anything short. Um, and I played <laughs> some softball as well. So my mom would let me do something fun in the spring, so like, one year we did the Cleveland Marathon. Another year we did um, the 50K in New York. 
So it was kind of like I'd have cross country and then I'd have like my long season in the spring. Nice. That is cool what, that you were able to do that with your mom. What's the furthest you've yeah. ever run? Um, at, I have at, done at 200. Time. I've done 200 milers. So I ran Grindstone just a month ago, and then last year I ran Burning River 100 milers. 100 miles. How, how long did that take, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. Uh, Burning River was uh, not so technical, and that was only about 23 hours. And Good Grindstone, which to date is probably my favorite race, has about 23,000 feet of gain and loss. Um, and that was a that was a solid 29 hours, um, but wow. I'm very proud of that. That was a top yeah, right. 10 finish. Yeah, they're yeah. they're not all the same, are they? They're no. just they're no. like any no. any any road race um, or trail race. You can you, it where you are, you know, it yeah. can be very different from oh, where you yeah. were. Lots of stuff time. changes over twenty hours, man. <clears throat> twenty nine yeah. hours, and, and that's the that's the fun part, right? Like yeah. different terrain, different racers, different environments. It's all a problem that just you have to solve it as you go. So, did you run collegiately? I did. Um, I got to run at Gettysburg College. Um, I had a fantastic family there. Um, it's one of the reasons I went there was to run. Um, I, again, chose not to run track um, and would try and do something longer in the spring. Um, and I was pretty fortunate. I ended up, my senior year, I ended up getting injured. I tore the labrum in my hip, which, if anybody knows, it's pretty serious. So that, that ended my collegiate career. So I only ran the first three years. Um, but what I was captain my senior year, so I did get to go out and be with the team. Um, so that was that was probably the biggest learning experience of my life. Is you, you, there's a big step up from high school to college, and just how do you handle that? I yeah. think there's a lot now as a healthcare professional that I know I didn't handle well. Um, so the best thing that could have happened to me was probably getting injured. Yeah. I think that's how we learn sometimes, right? You know, there, there's yeah. things you look at back at with some degree of regret. Um, you know, for for me, the way I look at it is like, yeah, but if I if I hadn't made that mistake, I wouldn't know this, or I wouldn't have met this person, or, you know, so it's part of life, and it it's never easy um, when you look back and say, eh, I probably could have handled that differently or whatever, but but it's necessary. Well, very very much necessary, and I think sometimes for longevity in our sport, we have to be take a step back and actually see where we're at and what we're doing. And it was the first time really, cause I'd been running most of my life that I had to think, is it worth it? Cause there was the decision whether we did surgery or conservative measures mm-hmm. and just being like, I'm, do I want to make the decision to try and come back and run or am I okay doing something else? I, I did make the decision to try and come back and run. And I'm obviously very thankful I did. It was a long route, but it was, it was very much worth worth it, and I don't regret it now. Yeah, and you so, and you're and you're still in that space, right? Talking about you know yeah. making it part of you know what you do and who you are, and you're, you're you're still running, and you get the opportunity to work with athletes every day, right? So you exactly. know you know from the comeback story, you're doing it yourself because clearly most people that come to see you are not coming to see you because it's a great day. So, so tell us about no, that. Hopefully, if they're doing that, they're just bringing us coffee and stopping by, which is also acceptable. <laughs> which is great. Did did that did, did your injury or any of your running inspire uh, your career decisions, or was that kind of always something you had the desire to pursue? Yeah, so both of my parents are actually MDs themselves. So my dad's a child psychiatrist and my mom's a physiatrist. So I grew up kind of in this medical community. 
And I think for a while I was going down that physiatry route, which is just physical medicine and rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. And it really wasn't. I had like a minor hamstring strain when I was in high school. And we had a Cairo that we saw at the time. And I just thought it was the coolest thing that you go in to see a doctor. They could diagnose you and they could, in that visit, get you started to feeling better. It might not be fixed on the first visit. But you actually had some hands-on feedback, like, oh, okay, this is going to feel better. Um, and the other thing I really appreciate, too, like, I always felt like as a kid, you know, they always, the doctors talk to your parents and don't really have much interaction with you. But this guy would just, like, sit and talk to me about cross country, how school's going, all of this stuff. Cool. So I really wanted to be in that aspect of medicine. Mm -hmm. There's obviously the hands-on healing and all of that, but being in a space where people can trust you, that goes tenfold. So I knew I wanted to be a chiropractor from about 16 and really haven't gone off that path ever since. No it's regrets, what, right? What no did I want to like? No regrets. That's right. I am no full speed ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I so love you, it. you talked about your mom running. Does your dad run? He did not. He, I have to say, not a runner. Blessings to the poor man. He, he was not much of a runner. And he was fantastic in my cross-country meet. So I can remember he always had a stopwatch, and it took up until my senior year of high school to be like, what are the numbers that you are yelling at me? Because it would be like 37, 62, and I was like, I just, I don't know. And what so finally mean? he told me he was he was calculating either the time to the person ahead of me or behind. Oh, okay, there you go. But he hadn't, he hadn't related to me. So senior year, we really had a breakthrough. So, <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't know how, how much he, I know he was, he was pivotal in me deciding to come back to running or not. Cause he was really the only person that was like, you don't have to run if you don't want to, like, you don't have to choose this route. And I think it was good for me to see the other side of that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but he's extremely supportive now. I know sometimes he thinks I'm crazy probably, um, but I love telling him about my races now. And he always has to ask, you know, what did you eat and how long did it take and did awesome. you change shoes? So it's, it's fun to have that relationship now. Very so, cool. so running these long distances, going back to the, the ultra thing, <clears throat> obviously somebody who, trains for these and participates in these you got to have some some serious motivation what what do you use to how do you how do you motivate yourself to get through the dark the cold the hot the sweaty the the hills the blisters everything that comes with running a an ultra marathon the cramps i mean golly it's <laughs> I, I, and max I've ever done is 26.2. I have no desire to run a step further, um, but I, I just can't imagine that it takes a certain mental um, mindset to, to get through this. How, how do you motivate yourself? I think my motivation has probably changed a lot as I've gotten older. I think high school and college, it really was just to really push the limits and see what I can do. I think now I have a lot more respectful limits to it. Um, and honestly, I, I love being in kind of, you know, if you want to call it the dark places or the spots where you're alone, because that's the best time to think. Like, I, I am very content going out and training for five hours by myself on the trails and just listening to the commentary in my head. It's where I do the best thinking for work. It's where I work through any kind of problems. And I think now for me, it's being able to see what I can do 
in the smartest way possible. But really, I, I'm happy to be uncomfortable and have that conversation with myself. Like, is this is something that's going to affect me down the road? Or is this just a situation where I'm uncomfortable right now, but hey, I can keep going. Um, and I've become a much more pleasant racer, too. I am, you, can ask, you can ask my crew and you can ask Jamie. Love it. Like, I'm usually still joking and happy. Um, I'm really just thankful to be out there. Like, the places I've seen, I know a lot of people will never hike to, run to, get to experience. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, yeah. like, Brian we were coming up over this one spot, and you're on the top of the mountain, and the sun's coming up, and there's fog in the valley. And we were on some trail that I'm pretty sure they just cut that day. And it was like, no one else is ever going to be here. Like, I'm just going to enjoy that moment by myself. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Do you ever do you ever allow yourself to negotiate with yourself? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of negotiation. <laughs> and how do you handle that? So you get up and you're like, yeah, I'm supposed to run five hours this morning, but um, I think I'm going to do three and call it a day. What? How do you, how do you handle those situations? <laughs> Those um, uh, back in the day would have just pushed through whatever was on the schedule. Uh-huh. Um, now there's a pro con list that's made in my head, <laughs> and then I do wait. I do wake Jamie up, and I'm like, "Listen, this is where I'm at. Do you think I should take the day off or no?" Because um, I would, I would probably just push through anything. And she's a great resource to be like, "Hey, like you're reporting to me that you're tired and you're exhausted." Um, and I do have to say, I am coach now. Hillary Allen's my coach. Um, and we have a great relationship. So cool, yeah. if I start, yeah. So if I start debating something, I know I need to ask somebody because I might not be the one that needs to make that decision. Yeah. Um, and I'm very starkly like, if I choose to take a rest day, I don't think, well, I'll try and sneak in three more after lunch. Like, if it's a rest day, we're taking it. It's fine. We can make up whatever we need to tomorrow. Yeah, That's very good. cool. What's on the horizon for you? Um, I'm in off season, which is. Kind of, kind of the cast of the year. I we're starting to piece some things together. Um, I always throw my name in Western states and the off chance that I get in. Um, and I it's been a recent conversation about kind of heading home. There's the Laurel Highland 70 miler, which is the entire length of the Laurel Highland Trail, um, which is what I grew up doing. And we used to run an aid station there. Um, nice. So we might do a, might do a little bit of a homecoming. Very cool. Um, when is that? June, so we'll see. June? It's June of next year. June of yeah. Next year. yeah. Good for you. Well, I love it. Thank you so much for your time. It's been awesome getting to know you. Uh, anything you would like to share in closing? Um, I just want to remind people, if you're running Charlotte, take a second to look around, enjoy the city, enjoy the camaraderie of people out there with you. Because I feel like a lot of people get kind of caught up in pace and goals and we forget that we actually do this sport because we like it. So enjoy a few moments of it. There you go. Thank your police officers and your volunteers, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's great advice. You heard the doctor right there. All right, Sophie, thanks so much for your time. Hey, thank you guys. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time, Sophie. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon and our partners at Pinnacle Financial and U.S. Bank. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week anywhere you listen to podcasts.